0: We met on the gram. Became instant BFFs. And we're two girls here to empower women to be self-reliant. Hey, I'm Amy, founder of Alexa Athletica. And I'm Emily, the creator of Stami Tactical. And we are Not not Your your Average Gun gun Girls.
1: girls. We're calling on our friends, industry insiders, and speaking to people about major moments in their lives.
0: We talk guns, personal safety, shared lifestyle tips, and everything in between. So grab your coffee or your vuv because you you can sit with us. us. Today we've got Lindsay. She's a realtor, pediatric speech therapist, occasional author. She has a passion for Jesus, America, military, firearms, and conservative values. She's also an instructor for Realtor Safety Course created by US Law Shield and is a strong supporter of the Second Amendment. We are going to get right into
1: today's episode. <laughs> but
0: before we do,
1: don't we need to thank somebody for this we cup do. of coffee today? We do today? need to
0: thank somebody. We're going to thank Todd from instagram thank Thank you you so much for your support we love having you listen we love having you leave us comments and um your reviews on itunes so thanks so much and if you want to also buy your hosts that would be amy and i a cup of coffee you can head to our website at not your average gun girls cheers todd cheers
1: Lindsay. thanks for coming to our studio Thank we're you, so happy girls. to have you
2: here thanks well, i'm so happy to be here it's so fun
1: that you're here in the area so that we can have you in studio we love it. it's so much it's just a different vibe it is a different vibe when we have
2: everybody here in the studio so it's so you. fun no i admire both of you i love that you revamped this so fun to <gasps> watch
0: we we talked about it for so long after while we were on
1: our break and like finally you
0: know once i moved
1: well, let me say if I'm going to move here, we better do this. And her moving here is in large part thanks, thanks to, to you. you.
2: Thank you for getting <laughs> my best happen. friend here. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> like looking Real for church houses. Real church right over here. Thank you. Thank looking
0: you. for houses remotely during oh my COVID gosh. was... FaceTime. Like, I, I say showings. that's insane, but I only had to do it with you for a couple. You had to probably do it with so many different clients. Yeah, like, it's I,
2: Definitely a new new skill I've had to learn how to do the FaceTime showings. I because mean, lot you it would help
1: that you had a celebrity client over here no, stop it. Um, yeah. so you knew the story, yes. right? Uh, so yeah. we were laughing because um <laughs> and, and The crazy turn of events. I mean, I actually know the guy who owns this building as well. Uh, And so his realtor is our really good friend. And he was telling us, you know, she submitted this application with the at Style Me tactical email. he's like, I know that girl. I follow her. I love that girl. So Hey, in
2: this market, we need all the help we can get. Use whatever
1: you can get. You know, we just bought a home and we only got it because my mom... Wrote an incredible letter mm-hmm. and submitted like a family photo, and I was like, my mom now has won us two houses.
2: That's amazing. Off of water
1: writing, so I was like, she needs to she needs to do that as a How guest much does business. she charge? <laughs> she needs to be hired to do that because there were That's people amazing. that bid way higher than us, but they I said mean, the they didn't want to sell it to investors; yeah. they wanted to like sell it to a family. Yeah. So you know, you gotta do what you can do. I know wanted, it's, it's crazy yeah. times. Use that celebrity status, Emily. I <laughs> don't know. We're gonna see if we can
0: make it work for her now that we're moving into trying to find a home to buy because that's turning into I know, that's a the next one. process in
2: itself. We'll get it. We'll get it. I know. Yeah.
0: I know you've been sending me some really nice houses and I'm just like, okay, one of these, one of these. Yeah.
2: But I know you crazy. have to have a lot of patience right now as a buyer. Yeah. It's, it's just, oh, a, I can't even imagine. It's turning, a hot market. Yeah.
1: Like rep buyers. I mean, everyone I know is like, we tried like 60 homes it's great mm-hmm. to be on the selling side but on the buying mm-hmm. side it's very frustrating for
2: but the selling colleges. side is great but they still have to buy yeah they're where they go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, where they go. go. you know yeah where are they gonna go yeah, exactly. so it's, it's a tricky market just in general right now but it has been fun to see, you know, people coming in from from out of state. Of course, I'm vetting them. Like, okay, let's talk about what you're moving here.
1: <laughs> Do you start with, so I'm, I need to let you know I teach a yeah. gun safety course for realtors. And exactly. You, you Hashtag judge tactical like, yeah. realtor. <laughs> <Right>. The tactical <laughs> realtor. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's cr- Crystal Hold gave on. me. that name. Our friend oh, Crystal. Of course. Yeah. Maybe that needs to be your new signage know, right? on all of your, yes, the tactical I realtor. I, because I, it's, very, I think we can
0: get a whole new market.
1: If you think about it, I mean, there is some tactics to like being the tactical realtor. You could totally do a play on words with, with this. So. I don't and know. I think we've got something. We're giving so many business ideas on right. the show th- to people. We just want you guys to run with this. Yeah. credit. Um, yeah, yeah. No, we no, don't even need no, credit. We, we, just, we just want, want, want everyone to, to yes. just grow and be awesome. <laughs> yes. so.
2: mm-hmm. Well, I have to give, yeah. Crystal's the one who came up with that name, but we're just, we're trying to get all the girls, you know. Oh man, I'm
0: working Crystal here. hard. I
2: know. Just, we got to get her. Sarah's next. Mm-hmm. We got to get a few of them here. Getting getting the good ones out of
1: California. Yeah. Well, she, Crystal's not in California, but we do yeah, need, need to get the good ones out of California. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Sarah
2: being one of them for sure. So, yeah. why do you have the nickname the tactical realtor? Like, for real, though. For real. Well, I mean, I think just love of firearms. And then our other friend, Liberty, um, yeah. who works with US Law Shield, came to me actually a while before we actually got it going. But she came to me and said, Hey, you know, we really see a niche, like a need to teach safety to real estate agents because. Uh, so many agents are in situations that they fear mm-hmm. for their life or they fear, you know, at least for their safety. And so we're starting this course, we're going to create it, but we need an instructor and we'd like someone that knows the real estate side and also has a passion for self-defense, second amendment, you fit the bill can, you know, are you interested? Awesome. Perfect, so yeah, sure. it I mean, awesome. that has
0: to be so scary as a realtor, knowing that you're in these houses and you're seeing, you you are literally seeing strangers that you don't know every single day coming in and out of these houses. And I have to yeah. imagine you had to, throughout your career, have seen some like sketchy people, like people that made you like feel shady. Oh, for or just sure. Not- and
2: it's, it's crazy. Every class I teach, I always ask, you know, how many people have been in a, in a situation where you've felt, you know, afraid in some form or fashion during your job? And I mean, most of the time, half the class raises their hand, if not more. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've heard so many stories, but it's, you know, not just dealing with new clients mm-hmm. that you don't know, but also dealing with going into spaces, you don't know what's behind the door. Right. You yeah. know, whether they're vacant or occupied, once a house is listed, of course, people know. You know, showings happen, open houses happen, and well, it's and crazy. We have
0: homes in all kinds of neighborhoods that Absolutely. have to get shown.
1: Well, and you never think that something as simple as an open house could turn into something deadly. So, in my neighborhood, I don't know if you remember this story, uh, where we lived. There was a, a realtor right when our like neighbor, our I guess area, like opened up. She was doing open houses, yeah. and she had a crazy stalker. I think, and he, she was there by herself. He came in, mm-hmm. uh, found out where she was, found out when the open house was, yeah. went in there and murdered her. Is this the Beverly Carter case? I don't know her name, but she was like showing like a townhome I think over it. in, um, in an so, yeah, yeah. There's,
2: there's several that have been very like well-known cases. I and feel like Wait, I no, recognize that, that name. D- Hold on, is that the
1: one that was on Dateline? There's been okay, a couple me, and on Dateline. <laughs> <like, laughs> because me, I'm like, that one passion? sounds very yeah. familiar. Is that the one that
2: left her gun in the car? No, that is the story of the shooting in Colleen, Texas with Suzanne Hupp. I think you're thinking of the left gun in the car. I don't know about any of these realtors that actually carried that are, Oh yeah, that are no, the, the
1: one that I that happened near us in McKinney? she did not she didn't have any form of self-defense, any form okay. of self-protection yeah. at, yeah. at all. Um but no, the one yeah, like these realtor stories definitely hit very close to home. And I'm sure when you watch a lot of them, you're like if they had just yeah. done
2: XYZ. Z. Well, almost always when you look at all of the stories, I mean, that's that's the thing I think that is a myth. A lot of people think, oh, it's a, you know, crime of opportunity, random act. Well, yeah, they're obviously looking for opportunities, mm-hmm. but a lot of times it's more predatory in nature because they target a realtor knowing you're gonna be alone, huh. you're gonna have a crime scene that's empty. You know, I mean, you know, no one else is around. You're not on a busy street or, and then, you know, also you have, um, you know, a, a lot of times people think, oh, a realtor has a lot of money or nice jewelry or a nice bag or a nice car. So that, so the, sometimes the motivation is, you know. Robbery that then leads to something else.
1: Okay, so maybe this is a good segue into our section called Don't End Up on (laughs) Dateline. Yes. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Because I do want to talk for a second about that. There was one case in particular where the lady kind of had the hairs on the back of her neck stand up and she's like, I probably shouldn't. Mm -hmm. She got a weird feeling. Mm -hmm. And how many times does that happen with realtors? Do they kind of have a weird feeling, but they just push
2: it aside? Uh, Almost all the cases that I've read on have said that they had some sort of, you know, gut feeling that said, "Mm, I don't know. I don't feel right about this. Some of them have even called like home, called their husband, said, I don't feel right about this, but this is where I'm going just Mm -hmm. to let you know. Well, that's all great. And those are good tactics as far as like letting people know where you're going to be, you know, making sure someone knows if you're, you know, what client you're with, but in the end, if you're there at the mm-hmm. house, you are your first line of defense. Well, so, what are you going to do? Who, el- let's who else talk- is going to? Yeah. Your
0: husband that you told is. Where's he's not going to yeah. know until it's yeah. going to be too late.
1: Do okay. So, a, a lot of times, um, when you're going to show a home,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like you said, first thing is that you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, are they going to ask you like weird times of the day to go and show these homes? Are you having to do it in remote areas at nighttime? I mean, and What are some practical tips even from, you know, I've heard, let your client walk in front Mm -hmm. of you. Don't let them be behind Mm -hmm. you when you're going on turning all the lights around the house. But what are some other things that you're teaching realtors in this, in this course that you're working with them
2: on? Mm -hmm. I mean, number one that I say, if you don't get anything else out of the class, number one, follow your gut instinct because there's not a sale worth it. Your family wants you more than they want, you know, you to sell a house. So... You know, follow your gut. If there's anything that tells you before you ever get to that place that something isn't right, just don't go. Um, but when you're there, there are things that you can do. You can, you know, obviously if you get there, like I always say, I'm like, I think Jesus is just fine with you lying. If you get there and like the guy said, Hey, my wife and I want to see this house, and then you show up, it's just him, and he says, Oh, well, she couldn't make it, and you just get a sketchy feeling. Then you lie and you say, Oh my gosh, I had an emergency. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna have to, you know, schedule this another day. Most people, when you put up or even such things as like, okay, well, we're going to meet in a public place first, you know, meet me at the Starbucks down the street. I like to go over some paperwork first. I want to show you the market. You know, Mm -hmm. what, what's the neighborhood. If someone denies that most of the time they're, they're going to go, okay, she's putting up too much. Like I don't, not going to go to mm-hmm. coffee first. Right. Yeah, you know? right. But also they might not be a seat. serious
1: buyer and they're wasting your time.
2: True. True. Good point. <laughs> well,
1: so, but okay. You know, like Uber, mm-hmm. uh, Uber has rules for their drivers that yes. Uber drivers can't <laughs> carry firearms. Mm-hmm. Are there, when you are an agent and you're working for a company, mm-hmm. do those companies have those same kind of rules that you cannot carry when you go and show a, a house? I guess there
2: could be um, like brokerage, you know, an office rule about that. But as a realtor, you're an independent contractor. Okay. So a broker can't even say how many hours you can be in the office. You are your own independent, you know, business, if you oh, will. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, that's on you to make those decisions. Like I said, possibly in an office, they could make that rule. I've never heard of it. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: that's good to know. But then yeah. I'm curious, like, I bet you there's probably a ton of realtors that are, well, I don't know. I say that because I don't know. I'm not in that in that field, but I feel like there's probably a ton of realtors out there that are showing houses who don't carry any kind of self-defense tool or anything like that.
2: For sure. So uh, they actually did, the National Association of Realtors did, um, they've started since 2019 doing like a safety report every year. Okay. Um, 2020, I mean, it's kind of a wash. i sure. looked it up and I'm like, eh, <laughs> who knows what stats we right. got where. But I know, you know, Basically, they say about 40%, a little higher than that, I think it was 45% of realtors carry some sort of self-defense tool with the wow. highest, this was nationwide, highest being pepper spray. Really? Second being firearms. Now, in hmm. Texas? Sure, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. probably different. <laughs> but you never know. I mean, I'm I'm shocked at, you know, I go to a lot of different little cities around Texas teaching this course, and I'm shocked at how many people haven't thought about it. Really? Don't have something. What? And, or, you know, there have been some people that say, well, I don't carry, but if I feel weird about it, I call my husband or I call a friend and they, you know, come with me and I don't go alone, which is a, is, you know, better than going by yourself. But yeah,
0: that's, that's Mm -hmm. insane.
2: Do they have the the stats on there of how many people
1: have had to use their pepper spray or use their self-defense tool? Is that a stat that they give (laughs) out?
2: I don't think so. I don't think so. I know that they've said, you know, again, between like 2019 and and this past year, it was about 35% of realtors um, that they surveyed said, yes, there have been times that I've really felt I was in danger. So, I mean, it's a lot. That is, And that's only, I mean, I feel like, you know, people also have a misconception that it's only the women that are targeted, but actually there's men, there's this guy that was targeted. I mean, a big guy, like I think he was ex-military of something, but just a big dude. <laughs> Wrong target. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, his wife was with him and he went to show a house and he and the client went in and he said, you know, I'd seen this house before. I'd shown it before. And I thought it was weird that all the doors were shut. He went to open a door and a masked man came oh. out with a gun. Another one came out from another bedroom door too, um, held him at, at at gunpoint and then hit him on the back <gasps> of the head like pistol whipped the guy
0: oh my god anyway yeah and i
2: mean this is a big guy like shocking but they had stalked him because he also did property management and he picked up rents so ah. they had seen his patterns and they knew when he was going to be at a place where they thought they could you know so get to right. him and they saw him just with this right. other woman and thought well we get the money. I think that people think crazy. that all the time. I mean, obviously our show's called Notch Average
1: Gun Girls, and our goal is to help more women, but we don't exclude the men. We actually no, I mean, we want everyone
2: to yeah. live this
1: self-reliant life, but I just think guys they may not think about their safety because they're probably thinking, Well, I'm big, I'm right, fighting them strange. off. You know? yeah, think, I'm just right, as big totally. or strong or fast and I can fight them off. But I mean, they need to be as just as prepared as women need mm-hmm. to be. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. Have you ever had anything ever happen to you that made you start thinking about all this? How did you get into
2: to, to being a promoter for the second amendment? Right. And carrying and all that. Yeah. Well, um, not necessarily in real estate, but pr- so growing up, I was, I grew up around guns. You know, my dad always had a gun with us, you know, in the car when we went camping, you know, pretty much any anytime. And we had guns around the house. I was, you know, taught how to shoot here and there, you know, but it wasn't until really when I left college. So I, I became a trained pediatric speech therapist in my first half of my life, <laughs> my <first prior> life. <laughs> one of my 17 jobs. Um, anyways. And so I started working while I was in graduate school in Kansas city, Kansas for, um, in their school district, which is pretty, you know, tough neighborhood, um, like chain link fence around the entire Jeez. school, um, like high around the parking lot, the whole deal and during a 6 month intern there I, I lost two kids to gang violence a mm-hmm. kindergartner that was hit by ricochet bullet and a fifth grader that was targeted with a shotgun no. cuz her brother was in a gang and the rival oh, gang no. killed her like in front of all the kids it was insane um so it, that kind of began my like oh my, what am i going to do like driving into this neighborhood like what what You're am right. i really going to do but honestly i have to say because of how i was i, I was raised in such a safe Part of, you know, Colorado. I was in Fort Collins, Colorado. It's safe. I had a family that made me feel very safe and secure, very confident. You know, I think I was somewhat naive to just, it won't happen to me. Like, I'm fine, you know. And I honestly, it took longer than it probably should have for me to really go, okay, I probably need to like have something besides this little pepper spray, you know, that my sorority gave out on a (laughs) keychain. Yeah. You know, honestly. So, it was it was years after that that I thought, okay, I've got to ha- I've got to own my own firearm. I need to have something in my house for protection, in my car for protection. Um, and then from there, kind of led me to, you know, okay, now I need to take it a little bit more seriously and really get trained. And you know, I think as far as being a, a passionate about the Second Amendment, that's came with being from a family who's just full of patriots and mm-hmm. who just love this country and having a grandfather in the military and. Um, it, it, that was just ingrained in me from the time I was little, that we have these, you know, amazing rights and, and our country is so blessed and, and we never want to take these for granted. So mm-hmm. that was just something. I mean, that's a, have... one
0: of the things that I love about you, Lens. is how passionate, how oh, yeah. patriotic you are. Cause you show that through, like, I feel like in, in everything that you do. And I just, I think that's one of like Thank your you. greatest qualities is mm-hmm. how much you love this country and how passionate you are about sticking Thank up you. for our
2: rights. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I. You know, honestly, I think it's just, I credit my parents so much for having those conversations. You know, um, we were, we were, it was just talked about, you know, politics and America and the world. It was, it was talked about. So it was something that I was, you know, I, I actually always laugh. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, we had like Oliver North on our, like, you know, mantle at from one point oh, and like wow. John Wayne and you know, I don't know, <laughs> I thought, North yeah. John Wayne. <laughs> yeah, there you to you know, get more American than that right there. America. <laughs> yeah, America. Exactly. So um yeah, I, I really credit them and I just knowing that my grandfather had fought um for this country and, and was a fighter pilot. And my grandmother then, you know, was a single mom because of the fact that he was often, you know, taking care of things overseas or you know, fighting different wars. It just, it kind of just, I can't imagine not being passionate about it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's just so ingrained in me. So.
0: So yeah, you were talking about, okay. So those, unfortunately in Kansas city, those two kids lost their Mm -hmm. lives to gang violence. So then after you left Kansas city, where did you go?
2: So I came down to Texas. I went to North Texas to get my master's degree. So that was, I'd interned um, there kind of right after I graduated, I stayed a little longer, did did a graduate course, and then interned, and then I moved down here to officially get my master's. Um, lived in, uh, yeah, went to North Texas, lived in the Louisville area, so and then
0: at what Plano. point during was it any time during that time that you are now thinking more about your personal safety or
2: it was actually a little it was after that because I moved out of Kansas City not long after all that happened so. Then I was in, you know, a safe area again. I'm back in like grad school, kind of bubble life, you know, don't really not thinking too much about it. And then when I graduated, I was working at a school in Plano as a speech therapist. And then I did just a couple kids here and there, make some extra money in the home health um, arena. And so that takes you again into typically low socioeconomic neighborhoods where, you know, often crime is higher. And so that was really where... You know, I started to realize, okay, you know, this is, I need to do something about, you know, my safety. And I need to be thinking about this because especially like in the fall, I mean, after school hours, you're, Mm -hmm. I was getting into like evening, you know, where I'm going into some of these neighborhoods, you know? So, and I think, you know, I did, I always had good advice from like officers that are friends about like what to do and what to look for. So I was always very like situationally aware. I I think that was always Mm -hmm. like. Something, you know, my parents taught me and then just kind of growing up, I was was pretty aware of what was going on around me. I was definitely not naive. I was not wearing jewelry into those places. I dressed down Mm -hmm. or wore scrubs, you know, um, but you're still going there. You're still, you're still, Mm -hmm. you know, the opportunity is still there. So
1: yeah well you yeah. I mean you really made it a part of your life though I mean once you got your concealed carry mm-hmm. license mm-hmm. you you run with it now mm-hmm. you I mean and then mm-hmm. again you're not in an area now that I would say is a bad or scary part of town but that's what a lot of people fall into they think I'm in a safe area right? yeah. lo- lot, lots of people up I mean I'm out on the burbs and people are like oh this is a very safe area not realizing on the back page of the news they're telling us about all the assaults and attempted assaults mm-hmm. and that happened right there in that area. Absolutely. But they just don't hear about it. So they don't think that they need to actually take their safety serious. And we always say safety is a mirage. Mm -hmm. It's, it's only safe until it's not safe anymore. Right. I mean,
0: you know, living in a safe neighborhood or, or feeling safe. I mean, that's all, it's all relative. Mm -hmm. Sure. You should, you should feel safe where you live, but the reality is criminals, anybody who wants to, do harm is going to find a way to do harm one way or another. And totally. they may be coming into your
1: safe neighborhood. I know. I always laugh. I tell people the story where we live. You know, it's there was a time in life where you didn't get nervous when someone knocked on your door. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> oh,
0: right. Now it's like, <laughs> yeah. What does that sound? If you knocking on my door, Wait, what, what
1: especially at that? 10 o'clock at night <laughs> on a Friday, you we're literally, we are getting the guns. Mm-hmm. And there was one Friday night that... I think this was before we had kids, but I was sitting downstairs watching TV, you know, and I'm, I'm right by the door. The front door is where the living room area is and we don't have a peephole on our door. So someone knocks on our door at 10 o'clock at night on a Friday. I'm like, I already know I'm in here because the TV's on. They can hear it. And worse than that, I can't peep through the people. I had to like lift the blind to like look out, you know, and then all the lights gonna come flooding through. But I'm like, you know, I gotta see who it is. I look at my window and there's two guys with hoodies on. I drop to the floor, <laughs> like bear crawl to the staircase. And I'm like, trying to yell, but whisper oh yell. Goodness. So I'm like, Joe, 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 Joe. I'm like, get the gods. Get the guns, and she's like, "Why get the?" And I'm like, "Stop the door, you know, like <laughs> get the door." I'm and so envisioning this right so now. I am like, okay, get two, just yeah. get two guns. You know, like oh we're gonna gosh. do our kick into our training gear, right? Because yeah. I'm, Lord help me, I'm gonna be an asset, not a liability <laughs> right. in this situation. So Drew comes down. Mr. Tactically trained, you know, we like do the back-to-back thing, like you're like, we're looking at each other, you go here, you go there. And Drew gets to yeah. the door and they're gone. You know, they're they're not there anymore. Oh my god. But Drew proceeds to walk outside of the door and walks down the driveway area. And it's these two cute little Mormon kids that are just <laughs> going door to door to kids. Yes, and my husband. And it's like raining. It's kind of cold, oh so of course gosh. they like naturally have their hoodies. And my husband's oh like, guys, like, a, you know, can I get you something to drink? You need some something warm, oh but also, gosh. don't just a word of advice in Texas. I don't know if you guys are from Texas, but like, do not knock on anyone's door on Friday night at ten o'clock at night. Just don't not do a it. Good For idea. your own safety. Right. Not a good idea. You don't need to <laughs> not do that. They're like, yes, sir, yes, sir. You're know, like so polite. Because <laughs> he's holding well, a gun. Yeah, yeah I guess and no yeah. one else had I'm ever chased out. them down the road, like with a firearm, oh, you know. But gosh. he was like, look, man, like you just can't do that. Yeah. But I mean, but you can't ever be too safe. I say that because I'm like, we're in a safe neighborhood. So I'm instantly, mm-hmm. you know, thinking well, what
2: in the world is going on. And, n- right. and I don't know about you guys, but I think too, like since- the time of i mean we were just mentioning columbine but since the time of mass shootings becoming you know at least more publicized um you know i think there's also an awareness of other people's safety like a lot of times like i'm like well you know what am i gonna do if a shooter's you know shooting at someone mm-hmm. else like how am i gonna help the situation so you know it's not just about your own safety but about maybe somebody else's mm-hmm. right
0: depending on you who know? you're with that day especially if like. For instance, if you have kids, things yeah. like that, like all those types of things that you have to take into consideration. Mm-hmm. Totally. It's like a whole, yes. it, it's, it's a true lifestyle that you have to be ready and willing to yeah. adopt and mm-hmm. kind of go all in with if yeah. you really want to embrace it.
2: Yeah. What, what gun do you carry? So mostly I carry uh, the Hellcat, okay. the Springfield Hellcat. Um, that's that gun. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. good. Um, And then I also have a Glock 42. Um, that's the one I typically use when I'm running, Mm -hmm. or if I have like a small clutch or something, I need a little bit smaller gun, then that's the one I use. When you
1: go show homes, do you take your firearm with you? Mm -hmm. Always. Just so anyone listening (laughs) knows that, but also, so how, how are you carrying? I mean, there's some challenges with realtors because usually mm -hmm. you're dressed up a little bit more, You want to dress nicely. And so are you carrying on body?
2: Like, what do you do? Typically I do. So, um most of the time. And luckily, you know, ranch showings or anything like that is, is so easy because I can be in jeans and boots and I can easily, you know, carry that way. Um, but even with slacks, I just make sure I have a a blouse that I can kind of pull out or whatever that I can carry, um, my gun that way. Um, yeah, I I usually, usually if, if I'm carrying, it's going to be appendix on body your mm-hmm. your usually... uh,
0: realtor safety courses are they predominantly women that are
2: attending those i would say probably um predominantly but there's definitely men in them too are yeah. these courses that they're required to take as part of some
1: kind of realtor continuing education mm-hmm. or well or they volunteer like hey i'm
2: throwing this event come if you want to yeah. learn about this so we all have to have continuing education uh, you know mm-hmm hours and um this is just one of their options. It's not a requirement, but we're hoping. I mean it's it's every time I teach, I get so much amazing feedback. But what I say when I start the class is like, you know, I hope you guys learn something and I hope one day that I get a call from one of you that says, Hey, guess what? I stayed out of trouble because I mm-hmm. listened to this right. or that. You know, this happened in my area. I mean, there's crazy things that happen all the time. And it's it's not just about when I when I talking to them, it's like, it's not just about you and your safety, but about someone else's. Cause that case in McKinney, like someone else, another realtor had had an open house nearby that that guy had been in and she was able to help point the finger at the murderer. So, I mean, it's, it's thinking about like, did that guy, you know, something wrong there? I mean, I have a crazy story that I tell about um Ooh, what is it <laughs> we'll have tell a bunch us. of crazy stories. <laughs> tell us all of them. <laughs> but yeah. this one is super crazy and you guys know me like I'm not a fearful person. I'm you know that's a good and a bad thing, but I'm just not in general fearful. And this was way past 9/11. I've flown a million times. I I was in Colorado for Thanksgiving and flying out that day. This was I think in like 2015, 2016. And our flight was my flight was delayed. And I'm sitting there and there's a man um, in the same area that I'm in, in my gate, whatever. And he was a pretty handsome guy. I'd heard him speak a few different languages. There was nothing about him necessarily that was anything you would think, oh my gosh, you know, sketchy. But I had a gut feeling, I mean, I'll call it the Holy Spirit, was just this intuition into inside of me that was like, something is not okay. Like this, something's wrong. So I called my parents and I was like, hey... You know, there's this guy in my at my gate that I just have such a bad feeling about. And I never, I mean, I've flown a million times at this point. This is years after 9-11. I'm like, not fearful. But I call them and tell them that. And they say a prayer with me, you know, let us know when you're leaving or whatever. So we all board the flight. And, you know, if you're delayed, there's always some information. The pilot yeah. gets on and says, sorry you know hold on once you're on the flight anyways right. they're they're like we're dic yeah. or whatever you know so we we're sitting there it's like 20 minutes 25 30 well when the guy i forgot this part when the guy was walking in down the aisle of the plane i snapped a photo of him and you. i sent it to my parents and just said hey by the way this is the guy that i'm like something is not right with and so here he is so um we're sitting there we're sitting there we're sitting there again like the pilot's not saying anything and finally U.S. Marshals walk on (gasps) and take this guy off the flight. No. Not even kidding. Did you ever find out why? So, no. uh, But all I know is, so, as, like, the plane is silent. He gets pulled off, and I go, oh, my gosh, I just sent his picture to my parents. I had such a bad feeling. And this girl behind me is like, my dad's in law enforcement. I called him and said, you need to call TSA about this man. (gasps) Wow. Yes. Yeah. Both. So you both two have of that. two, too. just in like my row area. I don't I know if you guys the rest around thing. more often. I know, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, the, I still have that picture. I'm like,
1: the discerning, the discerning okay. friends. Mm-hmm. That is, I, is that, that is, is wild. not my spiritual yeah. gift is discernment. I am just miss friends with everybody. And my husband's always like, can you need, <laughs> yes. like more discernment in your life? I'm like, I probably do. Cause yeah. yeah. That, but, is, yeah. that is that wild. That is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't
2: know. I, but I mean, they can't just take someone off because of a hunch. So I mean, there had to have been something. The reason they pulled them off. Wow. You're
0: the I mm-hmm. wanna just really quick ask about the safety course again. Yeah. Is that a curriculum that you have to follow or are you able to adapt it and cause I have to assume that if mm-hmm. there are required classes that the realtors have to take and they're offering, you know, I would I'm gonna assume this is like kind of like an elective, mm-hmm. like a safety course, that there's probably a set curriculum that kind of I would feel like is probably a basic. This is kind of what you, what needs to be covered. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious. Do you do you if there is a curriculum and have you adapted yours to be more firearm friendly or or how have you changed mm-hmm. your curriculum based on the experiences you have and, and mm-hmm. what you know?
2: Well, the course was created by Texas Law Show. Okay. By US Law oh, Show. Okay. And That's they did right. an yes. amazing job. Okay. Um, it's really because I actually attended another real estate safety course. Like right before I started teaching this class, uh, a title company in Fort Worth had offered a realtor safety course at a gun range, and I was like, Oh, sure, I'll sign me up, you know. And, um, it was just, there was just not a lot of information given, okay. I will just say it wasn't hmm. bad. It was, but, uh, law has made sure there is really great, useful information for people to take away from this course. Um, and, Is it all, is it firearm heavy because it's U S law shield or it's more situational awareness heavy, I would say, but it's definitely firearms as well. And it's, and it's really self-defense tools, whatever you choose, Mm -hmm. you know, training with them, practicing with them, knowing Mm -hmm. it, taking that seriously, not just deciding one day, you know, well, I think I'm going to have a firearm, but I've never touched it before or shot it, you know, or I think I'm going to have a, you know. Whatever, send gun, but I've never even, I Does don't know what US it's like. U.S. Law
1: Shield, so I have U.S. Law Shield, mm-hmm. uh, they can still carry uh, insurance. Yeah. I used to host a show for them last year. Okay. And so they, um, so I, I have theirs, but I never thought to ask this. Do they carry, If uh, do they cover if you use other form of self-defense Yes, tools as so, well. So just self-defense cases mm-hmm. in general,
2: not just
1: covering Firearms. your firearm usage. Yes. Interesting. Yeah.
2: It's, and it's really, I mean, I, and I'm, I am not, I'm not, I don't work for a uh, law shield. They contract me to teach these courses. So I just want to say that, but, um, <laughs> uh, they do, it's more like prepaid legal fees more than just yeah. insurance mm-hmm. really, because they look at anything that you would have to use in self-defense that would become that you use you know deadly hmm. force or or inju- use you know for yeah. bodily injury if it's a car yeah if it's you know your fist if it's a knife whatever that may be that you had to use to defend yourself interesting then they will you know, i never you. thought about that so
1: you know if you have to god forbid you ever have to use your firearm right. in a self-defense situation but if you do you're going to jail. I mean, like they're, they're going to take you to jail because 100%. when the mm-hmm. cops show right. up, they don't yep. actually know who the bad guy yep. and the good guy are. They have to sort that out, right? So you're going to jail. You got to pay those fees. Like, There's stuff yep. that you're going to have to pay. It gets very expensive. Mm-hmm. But do you get taken to jail? To- I know I'm asking you like these legal fees, these legal questions, <laughs> I know, but, but I'm like, like, can I'm, like, just can him, like to an attorney on Well, if you like spray someone in the eyes with pepper spray. And you've caused mm-hmm. harm to them. Like, are we going to jail for that? I guess we need to find out. We I think it help. depends the U.S. law yes. attorney on yes. this show. I know it's going on,
0: on, on, definitely depend on like state. the state probably. Yeah, because depending on like what um, tool or, or weapon you're using and what that state's legal laws are, it's going to, you mm-hmm. know, because, you know, D.C. was so strict with so much stuff. I know they've. Sure. They probably favor
1: up. the perpetrator more than the
2: person yeah. that's yeah. protecting yeah. themselves. But in, yeah, in like little things
0: like that. But yes. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. In general, we're gonna have, I mean, we're going to yes, answer these. Yeah. You have to think questions. if you
2: ever use anything for self defense, I mean, if- the minute that happens you're you've got you're in a legal case yes. mm-hmm. period mm-hmm. so from the second it happens i mean we yeah. talk about that in the class too like what do you do you know what do you say on the 911 call what do you do you so call
1: your us law yeah. Shield attorney yes you do <laughs>
2: you make sure you have us well law there's shield. a
1: lot of great uh, yeah. there's a lot of great we're not sponsored by us law shield or anything uscca has great insurance i don't know we what, do many have you
0: guys use. uh uscca we yeah, do have mm-hmm. a, an episode that we recorded or that we have up. And I will add the number to the show notes because I cannot remember. It's I don't want to say it's an early one, but I want to say it's like in the 50, one of the 50s. But we do talk about um, different carry insurance, I believe. Mm-hmm. We do that with concealedcarry.com. Oh, um, yes. I think um, we had the episode with Jake, but I have to refresh my memory. But we did. I will, and I will even...
1: I'll give a plug to Concealed Carry. They, they bring it down. Yeah, they Yeah, they have, have a, a chart
0: and- that is kind of breaks down all the different companies. I don't know if they cover every company, but I know that they're covering like the major um, concealed carry insurance companies, and they have a chart that breaks down like what you what they offer, how they offer it, and I believe their fees. And then they also have a very good resource for um, in terms of uh, reciprocity. They have a concealed carry reciprocity yep. map that mm-hmm. I know when I was living in D.C. I was mm-hmm. referring to a lot. So that's a. we'll make sure that we link all that in the show notes so um, you yeah. guys can get that information because well, it's very... As firearm owners, you know, that is part of our due diligence and our responsibility mm-hmm. is to know what we are, what where we live, what laws yep. um, we have to abide by. Mm-hmm. For sure. Even For if you're sure. in a
1: constitutional carry state. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk a lot about that as well. But if yeah. there's a someone that's listening to this that is a realtor and they want to take this course. Can anybody take it? Where do they go to find out
2: if it's something that's offered for them? Uh, yeah. Can you give them that information? Yeah. So probably best thing to do would just be to reach out to me. Um, the Lost Shield representatives are really who schedule most of the classes and just kind of figure out scheduling with me. So they are in charge of that, but I can absolutely help with that. So if someone wants to reach out to me, They can do that. And, um, do you just do it in Texas or do you do the courses all over right now? So right now it's just in Texas because that's where we're approved for the continuing education. It's three hours, continuing education, which is great. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really a fun class. I mean, we have a great time and I do tell lots of good stories. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Lots of crazy stories. All right. So we'll
1: link all of your pages um, and and contact information so you can get in touch with her because it does sound like a fantastic course. We get asked that a lot. I mean, there's a lot of of people that listen to this show that follow us on social that are are realtors. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, we can schedule or set one
2: up anytime.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll make sure we link all that. I'm curious, do you have any advice or tips as a home buyer, not necessarily like tips for home buying, but like as a realtor, is there something that we could do if we're going to look for homes to kind of, I guess, not make us seem so shady or or something that Good could question. be, not that we need to set you at ease, but mm-hmm. just one of those things that like, maybe there's something that you see a lot of um potential home buyers doing when they're going to open houses mm-hmm. that you're like, I wish they would really kind of stop doing that. Maybe be better if they did.
2: Man, that is a good question. Um you know,
1: i demand she shows you a house at 3 a.m. Emily. There you go. Uh, <laughs> bingo. Darn it.
2: No, I'm showing those Yeah, I mean I I can't really think. I think, you know, when when buyers are are truly interested and, and ready to buy, you know, that because you know, they're sure they're prepared. Yes. They, they know the questions to ask because nowadays we have so much online. They've done a little bit of that research mm-hmm. ahead of time. They usually know if they don't, they're coming to you with like, Hey, okay, we're starting square one. Right. Where do we go? What do we do? And we understand that some buyers are first-time buyers or they're new to, you know, the state or, or something. So I can't really think of anyone that, I mean, there, there've been like, there was a weird situation. Um, We did a broker open house, a really amazing, um, famous, older home in Fort Worth. It's like a $7 million gorgeous home. One of the first houses, I think it was the first house in Texas with an elevator. Wow. That's cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um, like built way, way back. Um, Had even like this room downstairs, like a vaulted room where they made moonshine secretly. Oh. And yeah, bootlegging. But um, anyways, it was a broker open. There was a man that showed up and he was um, saying he was meeting his realtor there and he was a buyer. And it just you know, there's... He didn't have all the right questions. He didn't seem to know, kind of... We asked where he got the inv- invitation because it's brokers only. Yeah. It was just... there, And his realtor was coming, but he was going to be late and no one really knew the realtor's name. It was just... Sometimes if you know that, like, someone doesn't, things don't add up. Yes. I guess that's, you know, a, a red flag of some sort, but I can't think of In But it end, didn't turn yeah, into anything I more than that. Yeah. Uh, well, that's I, good. i fetched him off to some, some <laughs> of the yeah. <laughs> like, hey, take this guy. <laughs> I'll pass.
1: Yeah. Well, I can imagine, yeah. like, at homes like that, though, I've seen, because um, I've got friends that show very, very expensive homes, and they mm-hmm. usually have a security guard, there, mm-hmm. like an armed security yeah. guard for those open houses, because can you imagine yes. if you're doing an open house and someone's just like, "Woohoo, free for oh, all!" Yeah. And and right, we take had a bunch of people there. Nice it's like collect- it,
2: it collectibles. It took, yeah, it took me like 45 <gasps> minutes to turn on all the lights in this house. Oh my so gosh. I'm like, there's no way I was gonna. <laughs> no, know. no, no, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, and I think you know we also tell sellers you know that they have to be responsible for things in the home. I mean, the three top things stolen are firearms. And jewelry and prescription medicine. So wow. we're like, hide them, lock them up, take them with you, but don't have them here. It does when we're doing
0: amaze them. me in the open houses that we've gone to see in the last uh, couple months, the things that are being left out. Like yeah. someone's Apple iWatch just sitting on the nightstand, and I'm like,
1: no way. There are
0: 20 people in this open house right now. Yeah, you are oh. just
2: going to leave that there. Like, it just seems. The best one was brie yeah you know recently got her house and i was doing a facetime showing and it's out in this small town you know east of dallas so cute and it had a main has a main house and a mother-in-law suite and um the mother-in-law was actually there when i got their sweetest woman she was like so disappointed that was a facetime showing because she baked cookies Aww, i mean fresh. texas yeah she was it. so sweet so we you know she's like well i'll come back later you know i hope it goes well so i'm doing the facetime showing and we walk into the mother-in-law suite and literally next to the like little recliner by the crocheted basket is like a glock 19. <laughs> <laughs> i was like heck yeah grandma but just out right in the open you know oh, so. wow that, yeah, that's yeah, crazy that's, funny. that's crazy
1: yeah well we definitely thank you for sharing yeah. It yeah. this this is so valuable to so many people and mm-hmm. i can't wait to send people your way and hopefully they'll get to have connect with you and if they've yeah. got questions on this course we
2: can send them your way and you uh, can help these yeah. Yeah, Keep these realtors safe. Keep these realtors safe. That's right. I'd love to. Thank you guys for having me. It was so fun.
0: Of course. Thank you guys. And don't forget to subscribe to our show on YouTube, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, wherever. All the places. All the places. <laughs> we really appreciate your support. Love you guys. See you next week. Not Your Average Gun Girl Show and its related companies, Alexo Athletica LLC and stommy Tactical LLC, shares information that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. A reminder that laws vary for each state, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand applicable laws. Any items, services, products, and advice mentioned during the Not Your Average Gun Girl Show should be used at your own discretion, in accordance with your local and state laws, and you should follow applicable manufacturer's instructions. Not Your Average Gun Girl's Alexo Athletica LLC and stommy Tactical LLC cannot be held liable for your actions based on the information shared.